Welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. This is a bi-weekly podcast where we want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. Yay. We'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. Mm, your burning decorating dilemmas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm Caroline McDonald, and I run the Ballard Designs blog, howtodecorate.com. And I'm Taryn Schwartz, and I'm in the product design part of Ballard Designs. And I'm Karen Mooney, and I head up branding for Ballard. And we're your hosts. Welcome. Should we just jump it. into our trials and triumphs? Let's do a trial and triumph. I'm excited. Karen, you go first. I have a so good excited. triumph this week. I really struggled with my trial. That's good, though. I know. You had to I mean, one, my yeah. life is so awesome that there's <laughs> nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell you my trial first because it's so lame, but it is indeed the case. As you know, I talk about them all the time. I have two sons. My 16-year-old, my trial this week is that I entered his bedroom. <laughs> that was pretty much it y'all it is disgusting <laughs> disgusting I, I it's awful so we made a new rule like, like smell like wise, stuff or organization filth. wise yes <laughs> yes <laughs> both. all of that all of that and um i thought we had a rule no food in your bedroom mm. clearly that i don't think it was clear enough um, because there are plates and glasses and cups and wadded up things. I don't know, y'all. You don't even want to know. And I'm pretty sure we have rats and roaches. <gasps> no, we don't. But I'm afraid we're going to get rats and roaches. <laughs> yeah, so I in an old house in Atlanta. Uh-huh, it's, come on, they're yeah. everywhere. So I reinstated the no food in your room. You can have water, and that's it. <laughs> and it's disgusting up there. And clean this up. So that was my trial. I have a teenager. That's my trial. <laughs> and there, <laughs> I have a child. Yes. My triumph, you guys, you'll have to direct your eyes to my living room behind you and look at the wall art. Um, so my triumph is that this weekend I framed three pieces of art. So I got the so orange? inspired, yes, at Natalie's house, because oh. she and I have the same exact print, this orange rooster. And I took a picture at her house, and we can take a picture of this and put it up on the blog. Yeah. So we have the same exact print because we both work with the same photographer, Um uh, and he gives it to us for Christmas. So hers was so gorgeous. I was so excited that I came home and copied her idea and framed my own. And I think they look amazing. And it was all like very reasonable. I went to this store in town called Sam Flax and I got papers and frames and stuff and did it all myself. And I'm so proud. So I'll give y'all some pictures to put up. They look awesome. I, I really like the orange one especially. Great. Um, so that's mine, Taryn. What's yours for this week? Um, mine for this week is um, I'll start with my trial because life is. There's always some sort of trial. And on a good note. <laughs> Except yes. in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is not that I have a teenager. So mm. we're, um, my trial this week was we definitely got in a sample of this lantern I designed. And it is. It's ugly. No, it, it oh. looks great. It's just the scale. And oh. scale is always. I have no idea what I scaled it off to even go back. I need to write myself better notes. Cause is it supposed <laughs> to be something that says on the floor? And no. it's as tall as you or something? What? No, How it's just like, um, like it's a rectangle with this oval glass in the middle, but it's just a rectangle framed out. Anyway, it's real simple. It's for oh, like cluster. I saw that. Yes. It's like a, a rectangle the, with an oval glass in the middle. The sample, <laughs> but, the, but it's, 
each side has a sliver of glass. That would yes. say? Yeah, okay, I saw that. Um, so the, the four it's large, looks, it's like as big as I am. Okay, well, make me feel even worse. <laughs> it's, it's no, massive. I thought it was intentional. Um, I just thought it was meant for like a whole, it like was a supposed big to be a little overscaled, but it's like a lot of It's beautiful. Well, you Thanks. can buy the sample, Caroline. <laughs> when it goes to the outlet. Good luck It'll be in my house for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Those are going to be my words. Yeah. So, um, trial this week was learning. Got to cut back when I'm trying to overscale things. It's still scaled down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my triumph this week is I went. Um, photography's going on right now for us for one of our books. Summer. And, mm-hmm. And I went to the house where we're shooting, and there were two different rooms that we put together that looked so awesome, and I oh, was yay. so excited. Yes! Which oh, one? I saw that one this Which morning, one? Um, Did you say the blue one? Is that what you said? Yes. There was the, the blue. I'm sorry. I'm, I think we I'm can. T- I mean, there are blue wing chairs, and the outback has um, got a little bit of a print to them, uh-huh. and then, um, we did those dry wood um, lower chairs with this, mm-hmm. like, blue and with a stripe. natural stripe. Cool. With a stripe. Caroline Caroline's there. favorite. Stripe. Um, <laughs> anyway, it looked fantastic, and I got, I was very excited to see Did how it Did you take an out. Instagram photo? Like, or a pho- not an Instagram photo, but a phone photo. I did take my phone and took a photo. Yeah. Okay. Also, I'll show so you can guys. we put it in our show notes? Yeah. Yes. Can they go ahead and see it? Why, I mean, why, not? why not? It's not the glorified one that will be in the catalog. but um, Well, we can get our hands on that, too. Yeah. That one might <laughs> we be know who prettier. To call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but um, anyway, it was beautiful. So that was my triumph. I felt really good. I saw a few rooms they were shooting, and I was like, oh, my gosh. We did good. That. And Suzanne, our guest today, has some rooms in that in that summer oh, series yeah. too so yes. I'll have to talk to her about those because yeah, I think she she's... did a whole like nautical theme so I'm excited oh I've seen some of the product this, come oh my in God. and it looks so good I love the samples Yay. oh my gosh I know <laughs> okay I buy some out of the outlet maybe um, okay so my <clears throat> trial okay um, we got a comment on one of our on our podcast that people are concerned that maybe we don't love our pets so before I give you my trial, just know that you love if, you were, if you were to scroll through the fo- photos on my phone, you would know that my dog gets plenty of attention and love because we're obsessed with her. So mm-hmm. even though she's my trial, <laughs> she's always my trial. Yeah. <laughs> but she does this thing where she like licks one place, like a piece of like the rug or oh, not on her body. Yeah, not on her body. Like she'll lick our sofa cushion just. She becomes obsessed with one spot. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. (laughs) But evidently, she did this enough to wear a hole in my linen sofa cushion. Are you kidding me? With her tongue? I think so. I don't know what. She that is crazy. She doesn't it. That's and awful. It just, like, became threadbare in this, these two little spots. So, my question is... You should is, patch it. <laughs> okay. Well, have you all seen where people do where it's, like, what? a cushion is a different fabric? I have that in my sunroom right there. <laughs> should I do that? What we, can, we, we can go look at it and see what you think. Hate it? Should I do that? But yours is, like, in your, like, kind of den... It's Mine is like I only have one couch just right when you walk in the door. Is that going to Cover it up with a throw and ignore it for now. Well, I just flipped it over. Until she licks right some more spots. Oh, my gosh. But I don't want to Because until she is, until she is cured of the problem, don't fix yeah. it. Keep going. Yeah, you're going to have I'm more with, holes. Yeah. But what if she doesn't she now? This the good. She's a year and a half, so she might she's grow out of it. She's a puppy. Yeah, give her a minute. Yeah, she's a yeah, she's a baby. I'd just do a throw for now. Ignore I it. wouldn't even flip it. I'd put a throw on it because she's going to ruin the it, other. But flip it for guests. Gonna... Keep it 
Keep yeah. it whole up exactly. until you have guests. Exactly. And then when you get guests, I flip agree. it. I yeah. totally so my agree. sofa cushion, y'all, is like eight feet long. I'm like, it takes a lot to flip it over. I'm well, not going to flip it. You just need to leave it whole up no, until you, you got guests coming I over. I totally agree. <laughs> so you don't think that I should just get like a similar fabric that maybe is more durable and just put it on the cushion? Well, you, you could. could. What fabric is it? You can't get it? It's just, just like a Belgian linen gray, charcoal gray. We, we can have an intervention time and come over with some fabrics and look in it together. Yes. Okay. 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 Okay, great. Why don't we do That's that? Good. You can be our decorating dilemma this week. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> we'll okay. go to your house. All right, so that's it for the I week. Miss. Well, why didn't you do my try? My try oh, oh, sorry. I'm just trying to. I'm so excited about Suzanne. You were getting triumph. Okay, my triumph is that I started taking a pottery class. Hey! I'm really excited about it. Is it like on a wheel? Yeah, it's throwing on a wheel and it's eight classes. There's one a week. And Fine. it's two hours, and it's on Tuesday night, and Fine. it was awesome. I've only done two, well, th- two, three classes, basically. Is this going to cut into your podcast time? Because I Well, like- luckily, Taryn has tennis on Tuesday night, so we can't have, we, it's kind of in Tuesday Do you lined up with so me? Good. I like that. <laughs> oh, can we see but photos? Well, have you done anything good yet? Is it all really? Is it falling over and like I caved can't in? remember. Okay, so the first class I did, Will and I actually did a date night. Will is my husband. Yeah, and, gross. Um, yeah, yes. that is a little. <laughs> <laughs> was it like ghost? Did you sit behind him? <laughs> no, it was not like ghost at all. I was really into it, so I was sort of ignoring him. But we went on like a, a Saturday night. afternoon, and um, we each did three pieces. But we didn't get to glaze them. She glazed them for us. Mm-hmm. And the glaze that I picked, it looks like dried toothpaste. It does mm. not look good. You went for what, like a minty green? Well, the is one that she showed us as an example, it was like a really light glaze, I guess, of this like celadon sort of sea foam. So it was like a barely there. And so I picked that because I thought it was pretty and white for a couple other pieces. Yeah, go white. Well, she did white on only one. Which looks great. Mm-hmm. And then this one became really dark, and it's like toothpaste colored. Sounds like a good gift. I know. I'm going to have to give it away. <laughs> Except so. if they're listening to this, and then they'll know how much you hated it. Give it to a guy. It's He's not, not listening. Okay, I don't know. Anyways, but then the, the ones that I did last night, the first one was pretty good. The second one was terrible. And then the third one was pretty good. So, I don't know. That's cool. It's sort of and all over the place. you've got six more weeks to yeah, get good at this. Yeah. Awesome. So, next time is trimming... Which I don't really know what that means, but basically, like you cut off the bottom that was attached to the wheel, mm. and then the third one is um, firing and glazing. And where are you taking? It? So it's this place called Atlanta Clayworks in Kirkwood, and it's a co-op, and they do it's like eight classes, and they awesome. they also have like all the potters obviously own it together, and they each just share time there, and they have a bunch of kilns and like nine Neat. wheels. It's really cool. Awesome. awesome. You're so creative. I love Anyways. learning something new. Well, I'm not very good at it yet, so don't say well, that. Well, yet. But, I don't know. One See, day. We have know. high hopes. It's fun. Well, cool. So, good yeah. for you. Good week for us, I feel like. It was a pretty good week, mm-hmm. yeah. We're net now up. And it's about to be an even better week because <gasps> of our guest that we have. We have a great guest. Okay, so this week, you guys, we are so excited. We have Suzanne Castler here, and we know Suzanne Castler from work because Suzanne has partnered with us for several years on product lines, with uh, starting with accessories, wall art, and it's moved into some, there's a lot of beautiful linens and furniture, mm-hmm. 
Um, but her history is that she's just sort of a world-renowned interior designer. I mean, honestly, Suzanne, you look you look all humble, but it's true. Um, <laughs> AD100, there isn't a single shelter magazine I can think of that you haven't been featured in numerous times. You know, all of the editor's private cell phone numbers. <laughs> um, you're a big deal. Yeah, yeah, you're a big deal. And I, I was a little nervous to have you over to my house. So welcome. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for coming. Well, it's really fun to be here. And I love the setup here. And I love your house. Well, thank you. This area is such a um, special place in Atlanta. Yeah, it's sort of Highlands, bungalows. Kind of, yeah. Is it the Highlands area? Mm-hmm. And it's always so fun to come over because it's it has that artistic feel. And you did not disappoint. Oh, just like you. Yeah. Well, Very stylish. Thanks. And um, it's a and little pressure. Well, no, it's. Um, I always say, you know, people always think when they have designers over to their house that it's pressure. But as a designer, what we love is we love seeing all houses because mm-hmm. we, it, you know, the houses always reflect a person. And and, and so I always laugh about that because we never think of it in that way. It's in a, a in a critical way. We're always thinking of it just as a joyful way of seeing how people live and kind of sharing their personality. So, really? When you awesome. go to people's yeah. houses, you're not judging. <clears throat> I really, we really, really, designers, I think that that is really a universal feel. And But I think That's people, awesome. I didn't, I never really thought um, about how people are sensitive if any designer might come to their house. But it really is true. Designers just love homes. And yeah. we always laugh because... Um, we will lo- we love to go see people's houses, and it, it doesn't matter. And you know how really people I think everywhere love doing that, touring houses, mm-hmm. visiting houses, and designers are really no different. Yeah. So when you're not working on a house, we always just love, and it can em- kind of embrace all the different styles. And I think that it always, it's, I've always loved coming to this part of the of town because all the houses have this kind of charming kind of vernacular of, of yeah. style and. It has its own personality. You're right. This is definitely a great area. Do you go to a lot of show houses and look around, or do you just <clears throat> look at pictures and stuff? I really do love going to um, show houses and touring houses, and you know whether it's historic houses or you know current show houses. Mm-hmm. Um, if ever I'm anywhere where there's something going on, and mm-hmm. even locally, I think it's it's always a, a really I just enjoy that. Mm-hmm. But you participate in a lot yeah, of them where you do rooms. <clears throat> we, you know, we try to do, um, we did a lot last year. Um, we actually last year did, um, the, for the first time, Kipps Bay in New York. Mm, that's a big one. And we wow. did, um, also I was honorary chair for the Atlanta um, Homes and Lifestyle Show House. Mm-hmm. Your dining and, room in that one. Which was beautiful. Oh, the dining room was really, um, oh God, it was really so interesting because to me it's all about um, the architecture of the house mm-hmm. and kind of translating it. One of the things that's the best about doing show houses, it's one of the times you get to be the client. And we always say, our rooms look so great when we do them. Why can't our clients let us just do whatever we say? Do what I want. <laughs> but um, it, um, it's always the one other thing that is great about doing show houses is that you're always giving back to some community mm-hmm. or a cause. It is difficult. Um, it's expensive for designers. And you have it to is, pay for everything? You really – the showrooms are so generous and loan things – but even with that, there's a lot of delivery and time, time and things yeah. that you Logistics. do have to pay for. Yeah. But at the same time, I do tell any time I do a talk, I tell um, young designers if they're starting out in a new community or starting their business that show houses have been one of the best ways I have generated work. Mm-hmm. And also you get to have a real 
sense of um, relationships with other designers. Mm -hmm. And that really does kind of generate work for you in the the big picture. Because you, I mean, you have so many, like, you have two books, you're working on a third, you have a lighting line, rugs, fabric. So your time is very valuable. You're already putting it in so many different places that... Plus your regular business. Yeah, exactly. Plus your client. So that's a big investment. Yeah. Yeah. So what we, you know, we probably, you have to really balance it. We found that we can't do show houses all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so last year we had a big year on staff. Yeah. And we have, we have a staff of 10 people Mm -hmm. in our office and um, I I like to keep it small because I stay involved in everything. I really feel that that really has been our success. And I think it's important. I have one person that works with me on my product um, side and then, I have um, three key designers, and we have an accounting person and purchase order people. But I really think that that has been part of the of the thing that's been successful about what I'm doing for my business is, and what I like the best is my interaction not only with my product partners but with our clients. Mm-hmm. And so we just try to edit how many clients we take, and then, like you said, whether we do a show house, we don't do them all the time, or even you know. The product I do, I try to kind of segment our, mm-hmm. our time. That's actually something I've heard from <clears throat> several different people, just that you are so involved, like answering your own emails and all that. Like, I just think, how do you have the time for that? How do you constantly have creative output? Like, what do you do to put in? Manage your time? Yeah. Or to like stay how, inspired? Both. Mm. How do you do it all? Well, I think that um, I certainly have a passion for all things in our world. And so um, I find it to be um, really, I just haven't thought, I just, you know, I've always worked that way. And I just, Mm -hmm. um, again, just in terms of how many jobs we take on, I have a great, I will say I have a really great team Mm -hmm. of people that really um, work with me and a great office. And we, so we, it really has been, um, that's been an important part. And I do think um, with all my product partners, um, it's, and even my books, they've done, I've had a great, you know, such great support and success. But I do think that it's because <clears throat> I literally will pick everything that I make. Mm-hmm. And I, so I spend a lot of time when I have, have my free time, I love to go shopping. And yeah. I go shopping all the time. <laughs> and so whether I'm locally shopping at all the great stores in Atlanta, you know, go to Scott's Antique Market that's mm-hmm. in Atlanta. I did go down to the Gift Mart and got inspired by even some of the fun things. I I love everything. And I also love, if I have an off day, people always laugh because I always will go shopping at all the stores. <laughs> but the fashion stores, even if I'm not buying I just find all of it to be inspiring, and I do not like to sit still very much. Mm. You, you get antsy, well, not, yeah. Because yeah. well, mm-hmm. being from um, I, this is Taryn for helping um, Suzanne with her um, product line. Every time we've come to your beautiful office, <laughs> she has this amazing inspiration. <laughs> what would you call that little setup? Nook, <laughs> nook. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, we, you know, I think that um, I do find really random things, and it's so funny because. If I'm out for a weekend, you know, inevitably on Mondays or some things will come shipped to the office. One of the funny stories was I'd gone to um, – our daughter was in New York, and she went to Amagansett in the summer, the share house. So we went to visit her, my husband John and I, 
And so we went to all these cute stores. Well, one of the things that I found and at this random darling store was a tumbleweed chandelier, but it really it was just really a real piece of tumbleweed with a light bulb in the middle. <laughs> and so I said, I might have it. <laughs> I said, I would like to buy. Is this for sale? And they said yes. And even at the time, Alexandra and John were like, well, okay. Well, then when the tumbleweed, it comes in this big box, amazingly, not damaged. <laughs> and it comes to the office, and the office is like, I this is, I cannot believe you bought this tumbleweed chandelier. <laughs> and I said, but it is so great looking. So then we took it and used it at High Point with mm-hmm. my furniture launch. Um, the hickory chair. The hickory chair. Mm-hmm. And it hangs kind of like a sculpture piece. And then um, I brought it, we did a, another vignette at Bungalow Classic, another store locally. We brought it, brought the tumbleweed piece back, hung it in the vignette. <laughs> and it was the most talked about thing. And even at, at High Point, people were talking about it because it is natural. It yeah. has this light bulb in it. And it was very artistic. So the, the cute thing about it now, so then it comes back to our office, and our daughter, Alexandra, just moved to Nashville. And the one thing she said is, can I have the tumbleweed <laughs> chandelier for my apartment? Well, you definitely got your money's worth. And yeah. so it is now hanging in her apartment, and she actually kind of somehow rigged it and hung it herself. Over oh. her, over the table. But I thought that, you know, those kind of things. But when people see what I'm buying, it, it, they you really it's, it's so strange. random. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very random. <laughs> it's, I would call it kind of. I think random in a positive way. I like. I think the word um, that's a positive word in my world, because it's kind of not. I'm not. I don't have an agenda when I'm out shopping. I just respond to things, mm-hmm. and they can be very out there, <laughs> random, yeah, different. <laughs> We well, did our apartment in New York. Well, she had it was all Ballard. Well, I will mm-hmm. say that Alexandra has gone to Nashville and is working for a designer there, Sarah Bartholomew, who's oh, yeah. really a great um, designer in Nashville. We're heading to the Nashville Antique Show this weekend, mm-hmm. which is always one of the best, really, in the country. It's really a great community, great speakers, and um, she now is really doing her own things. Yes. She's kind of uh, moved on from gotcha. needing any of my involvement. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of exciting for her to kind of yeah. start doing things herself. Does that it hurt sense. your feelings at all? No. No. You're <laughs> ready to like Well, go. she has a great style and her own eye. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, I think it's exciting um, to see her kind of, have it, you know, well, plus, yeah. you know, it's it's so fun, as you all know. I, I think that we all laugh about um, design a lot of it is about the hunt and collecting mm-hmm. and the memories and mm-hmm. and people that love design. It you know we always say that our kids really don't want what we have because what it is about is that experience mm-hmm. of not only collecting it, putting it together yourself, and kind of having it unfold yeah. over time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. There's so many memories when you look around your own home. There should yep. be at yeah. least. You know, and you can't just snap your fingers. And, and then have when a I when I'm working room. with my clients, you know, I really work hard with them to um, make our houses very much reflect them and their memories and pieces that they can bring in that are personal. Because mm-hmm. it is, you know, when you do a design as an interior designer, it's hard to pull a whole house together. And that's one thing I think as a designer, I can I really am sensitive about because just because of my love of. Um, Really, everything actually. <laughs> but do you Going have clients stuff. who don't have anything that they're bringing to the party? And they were <clears> like, <throat> well, you, well, yeah. Well, you know, a lot of things uh, today 
so many clients end up having second homes, third oh, yeah. homes. And um, whenever that, whenever we are doing a house, I always call it a sense of place. I work, um, when we go to a place to work on a project, whether it's a beach house, we did a house in Nantucket, we then take a day with or without the client and um, find things that are indigenous to that area, people that do crafts to that area. We always bring things in, art galleries, Mm -hmm. you know, that really are of that area. And a lot of times in the beginning of the project, we'll go to those places in the beginning and make sure that we bring incorporate that into the house and then the client really has a chance to kind of connect with their community Mm -hmm. and i think that's the fun part about design that's i love that where do you find um your shopping sources i bet you have an amazing list of stores based on so if you go to a new region and you want to check out the cute yeah how do you know where to go yeah well one thing that um taryn will know um actually um keith my vice president of my office and i and we're very much the same. You know, we, like, go to Paris a lot or we'll go to Nantucket a lot. But um, they always say, well, where do you go? Like, where do you go to eat? Where do you, what shops? And we both do not know where we go. We just wander. (laughs) Um, Because we find that we never really have, we might have one place we're heading to or one or two, but we kind of get there and it it unfolds. (laughs) And the reason I do know this is because the team from, one year we went with the Ballard team, and they said, "Okay, can <laughs> we're you more send structured. <laughs> all of your places?" And we're like, God, "I don't even know oh. where we went." I like, I said, I, "There's this great ribbon shop that I really love. I do not know the name of it. Let me see if I can find the bag that I bought the ribbon in." And I don't know where where the ribbon shop was. Somehow I've run into it two different times. Actually, every time I go to Paris, somehow I'm wandering down the street, and, and there's the like there. Shop. So um, I remember Taryn in particular. <laughs> she um, researched everywhere we were going. And then the, her, my favorite thing she did, which we have not done, but you did. We've talked about it since. She would take a card or something from every place yes. we went and stapled it into a little journal. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was such a brilliant idea. And I really wish I could do that. <laughs> and I never have. And I think that is the best thing. <laughs> well, I've translated it all to um, Google Maps now. Yeah, really? So I have yeah. one massive shopping Paris list. And anytime anyone's oh going, gosh. I'm like, oh, hold on. <gasps> Let me I send mean, you my map. That's it, amazing. What? Maybe you could send it to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. I need this map. I'm sure, but yeah. I, you need to yeah. go with someone like Suzanne who can like see inspiration everywhere. Yeah, because you have to. You have to keep your eyes wander. open. Yes, because sure. if you're just trying to follow your list, you can <laughs> yeah. miss a lot yeah. of cool things. Yeah. Plus, there's new stuff all the time. Oh my yeah. gosh! You but can't we're keep very up. structured at work. We have lists for every city, for dining and for shopping and by. By yeah, neighborhood, it's changing, but so. when we have a group yeah. of eight people, yeah, you know, you can't yeah, be like a herd of cats. Yeah. Gotta, well, because yeah, because everyone always asks about shopping as being linear, and and like if I go to Scott's um, Antique Market, I never have like a plan of what I might find. Mm-hmm. I think that is, the, um, and that is the way I kind of look for all of my inspiration, especially for my product things, and it's always surprising. <clears throat> and I'll buy things not really consciously thinking about it. If I just respond to something and then when I get things back, it's sometimes they'll turn into different things than I even thought mm-hmm. they might. So that is kind of um, how I kind of do my inspiration and what I do with my free time is always out wandering Shopping. and looking. <laughs> I bet your husband likes that. My husband wouldn't like that. He's much. golfing. <laughs> okay, they're uh, perfect. He's perfect. happy, she's happy. He's golfing and it's a perfect combination. <laughs> yeah. I do feel like you're one of the uh, first designers to really kind of – start partnering with someone's waving at me from the window hi 
You can come in. Yes, it's my <laughs> other child. Um, I feel like you're one of the first designers out there who partnered to do product development um, with Hickory mm-hmm. Chair. You started a long time ago. You've been working with Ballard since 2011, I think, mm-hmm. which is a while yeah. when you start adding it up. But I think everyone's doing. I mean, you know, sort of like jumped on the bandwagon these days. It's the cool <laughs> yeah. thing to do. But you're, I feel like, one of the originals and. I want everyone to know, we're not showing you pictures and going, Suzanne, you like this? Let's put your name on it. I mean, you're coming up with the ideas from scratch. Like, mm-hmm. here, I want to do this that looks exactly <laughs> like this. She and wanted blush linen in, what, 2011? When I first launched. Yes. yes. And all of us were like, no one's doing pink, Suzanne. And you were like, I have to have it. And look at blush now. Oh, oh yeah. It's a top you, seller. As a trendsetter yeah. over there. Mm-hmm. So... Sorry, I just wanted no, to know. No, I just, yeah. I mean, I kind of want everyone to know how involved you are in the whole process. It's all mm-hmm. your, right out of your brain. Yeah, one thing that I think is really always something I really appreciate people. And one of the things that was important to me with my product was inspiring them and sharing. And I really feel that all of, everyone that we work with loves to be brought up. And I think that that's been the best part of what I've been able to bring to all my partnerships. And people really have responded. And one of the things, you know, people will say, well, especially when you have a partnership with different um, product lines, you know, once someone will say, well, you know, they're specialized in this or they specialize in this. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt, felt like um, I was able to bring to each of my partners it, um, they a, a different part of their culture in a way and that and people have really responded to that Mm -hmm. i do um we do laugh about it because i really kind of know what people like Mm -hmm. and i and i really it it can be a fancy expensive something or it can be something not expensive but i really um kind of and i'm really particular about what things i like i don't like everything so when no, I, I do I like can, something, I can attest to that. I, look, <laughs> I always talk about Suzanne's face when we show her something that she doesn't like because you want to be so nice about it. You don't want to be like, "Ugh, that's gross. I'll have bad taste." You'll just sort of look at me and wrinkle your nose a little bit and go, "Mmm." <laughs> <laughs> Very telling. Yeah. Well, like, I, I, I really, it. Um, it's, I have all of my partners. If I don't like something, we, I, I just rather not make it. Yeah. And so I'm not in it. I'm not doing it for like. Um, just to the volume of making things. I want to like everything I make. And the funny thing is they do laugh at Ballard because I go in and buy more of my things than anyone. I love all <laughs> my things. I am one of the best customers, <laughs> and especially the Christmas things. But when I found, just so you know, I found um, at Scott's, this lady has like dozens of crystal Czechoslovakian trees. And they're they're not inexpensive. I've never seen them there. Well, no oh. one notices them because ah. they would be look. You would think that's like when I found them, I was you know I do love Christmas is my favorite, <laughs> so I was so attracted to them. Well, I bought like fifteen of them, and they're not inexpensive. But everyone was like, I cannot even. I'm not <laughs> even sure. You know, do we? You know, they're really like. It was just because they're, they're, they're very very um, sparkly yes. and they're very colorful. Well, I get them back to the office because I'm with they be couple of my associates. They're like, I really, I'm not, I'm not really sure you're buying these. <laughs> Suzanne, we're questioning yes. your taste. Every time they're always questioning me. Of course, when I got them to the office and I set them in all out in a everyone wanted one. Well, if you're going back, can you get me one? Can you get? So then it's kind of that kind of thing that somehow I do have um, 
I kind of, that's what I guess designers, all designers, that's kind of their talent. They can see things that maybe pick that one thing out of the pile. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not easy. I mean, are you kidding? Makes you very special. But one thing that's been great is Ballard's (laughs) very supportive about, um, you know, sometimes taking a chance and Mm -hmm. making some things that, you know, might be, and we say, well, let's give it a try. You know? Was it scary when you when you did your first like product partnership to be like I'm putting my name on this and were you ever worried that it would go south? No. Not necessarily with Ballard, but she seems <laughs> like I'm not that dumb. No, no, I I never think about that. I don't think about that's that. awesome. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think about it. I didn't. I think probably today maybe people think about it more because um, as Karen said. I've always wanted to do product, and I had always done sketches. And when I did my furniture collection, um, I had been thinking about it. I'd been sending things off for a while. And um, so I had started my – I was noticing in um, 2008 I really started doing product. And kind of I hired – I did finally find an agent that helped me do a strategic plan. And we made a list of things I wanted to do. And um, I then ended up – kind of having it all kind of unfold and work out that I got these partnerships. And so as we were saying, at that time, there were some designers that do product design, but not every designer. Mm -hmm. And what has happened, even then, I did my first book in 2009 and with Rizzoli, and at the time when I went there, they said, well, you're not really well known, and my my first book is still one of their top-selling books because – my work and things kind of resonate with people. But what was interesting to me is now um, so many people with HGTV and like your podcasts and certainly all the magazines and catalogs, there's just a lot more of a touchstone that people and designers are having with product. Mm -hmm. And the product people have seen that um, it can bring a relevance to their their collections as well, Mm -hmm. having that kind of eye. Mm-hmm. of a designer that's not within their group. So in a way, it's an interesting time of um, a lot is happening, but sometimes some of the designers are disappointed because it's a lot of work and a lot of focus, and it's um, and it, it's kind of, it has to build on itself over time. And mm-hmm. one of the things that someone said to me early is when you do a collection, it has to kind of get rooted or has kind of has to anchor and sometimes people's collections do not. Mm-hmm. And that is really a key thing for, like, kind of building on that success. Yeah. And I, I have had great partners. And so when we have some, you know, we really kind of study what's what's doing well and what isn't. Right. And it takes time. Yeah. yeah. You can't just say one season and be like, oh, okay, and then give up if it doesn't work. Because, I mean, yeah. we're happy if 30% of our news mm-hmm. are successful. And that's... Man, that's a lot of I'm work. I'm not happy yeah. with that. I know Suzanne's not I happy. I am not. I want eighty <laughs> percent. I only bring my favorite things. Mm-hmm. True, and I want them to be in the line forever. Well, speaking of that, let's talk about your new um, your new. You have some new stuff coming out. We should talk yeah. about it. Well, I think the new thing that's really exciting and um, is what right now is really in the focus is it's all about white. Mm-hmm. And so um, I have that beautiful directoire collection the with outdoor. Ballard, mm-hmm. the outdoor. Mm-hmm. And so I went to I Ballard. Own it. I own that yeah, it's in like my the backyard. most comfortable, beautiful collection. <laughs> mm-hmm. It kind of is, it's so great looking. And it's um, so I went to 
the group, I guess last year, and I said, really, I, you know, the white is my signature, and let's do it in white. And they responded right away, and it's launching this spring, and it is it is so great looking. It's, it's unbelievable. It's gorgeous. So we're all talking yeah. in the office about buying it, not only for our clients, and that's because um, outdoor has become a huge um, part of our interior design world. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that's been great, I also have a beautiful, beautiful wicker collection with Ballard as well. It's really pretty, and it's also like so chic, comfortable. And I think that's kind of been an exciting dimension. Mm-hmm. The dining chairs of your worker collection are my favorite because there's sort yeah. of a slipper chair. Yeah. yeah. I love them. Yeah. They're so yeah. streamlined but still so classic looking. I've been coveting them. I have nowhere yeah. to put them. I literally yeah. don't need yeah. them anywhere, but I need yeah. I have to get a pod or something. Well, and then some of the people you know, are doing the mixture of indoor, outdoor, mm-hmm. and it's just becoming a big part of that's everybody's true. design. I could put them inside. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, I have Ooh. your campaign chairs. <laughs> you do, and you are, you have been a preacher about those are my those favorite. Chairs. And they, I just want to point they're out so that they, cool. they're amazing. <laughs> they're amazing. Those chairs are they're amazing. Great I have the teak outdoor, your yeah. slatted ones. Right, right. I have two of those too. That I bought. <laughs> and your outdoor the, table. Right. Yep. And well, yeah. no. It, um, the, the the what's what's been interesting to watch over the years. I've certainly been with partnering with Ballard is. Um, What's interesting globally is um, the quality of product is just continuing to be a kind of a surprise. Like, you know, we all do these, we all do um, prototypes, and that's one of the key things that I think makes it successful. And as Taryn was saying, some of them I'll come in and you kind of say, well, this is, needs a little to work on it. But one, one of the things that's kind of been the surprise for all of us is um, we are seeing a better like really a more refined quality coming out of everywhere, in whether it's domestic, global. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's been a real um, positive thing that's happened, don't you think, in our world over Definitely. the last few years? I think finding the yes. right people in the right place the in client, the world yes. that fits what their skill mm-hmm. is right. really is going to get the customer yeah. the best quality for the price. And mm-hmm. for the global market. And uh-huh. the consumer really is discerning, and mm-hmm. they really – will be supportive when the quality is there. And it's interesting how that's kind of reflecting on what's happening, I think, in in the um, – certainly for the partners I, like Ballard, it's been great. Yeah. yeah. Well, your outdoor furniture, the quality is amazing. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <clears throat> but now I'm mad that I bought the – the brown because I want the white. <laughs> so I don't know what to do. Have a sale and get new white. That's right. I'm sure you get a special sure prize on it, notice. right? Does your son's <laughs> new apartment have a have It doesn't a have any balcony? outdoor space. Darn it. I know. I know. <laughs> I don't know what I'll do. Yes, you're right. It looks really pretty. I'm it does. Really it's going to be on the front cover this summer, and you partnered it up with Navy. I don't know. It's just gorgeous. Well, the thing I love about <clears> your teak ones is they fold. So I yeah. have a teeny little porch, so I can't fit them out there all the time, but if we have friends out, yeah. I'll just... Well, one of the things, that's the same thing with the um, director chairs. They fold mm-hmm. up. And so one of the things that is great for entertaining is to, you know, the price point is so great. You can buy quantities and store some of these chairs. And then, you know, people have the flexibility of. And you look like a million of, bucks. Yeah. It's and really, those director right. chairs look great inside. I mean, well, we, we love them use inside. them all the time inside because that's where yeah. the idea came from. You were yeah. using them on jobs. Well, when we went on our project in Kenya. They were like, we just, what we loved is that um, they're indoor, outdoor, mm-hmm. and they kind of are classic in their design. And I love bringing that kind of element, that things that are classic and mm-hmm. that they kind of, they're modern, but they're like really transitional and traditional. So that kind of mix. Mm-hmm. 
Very fresh. We used to have at our my family's like little beach like shack. Beach house is not an appropriate word. <laughs> but we had like the old time for director chairs, right. you know, like the ones that are not as pretty as yeah. Suzanne's. Yeah. And it so that's back to that nostalgia. Yeah. Because we had them like, growing oh, up. we had them growing up. And, like, mm-hmm. this is, like, the prettier version of that. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. And the quality is amazing. Like you're saying, well, the quality, they're, they're really made for outdoor. And yeah. they actually mm-hmm. wear amazingly well. They have well. that really yeah. dirt, yeah. Stir- yeah. sturdy. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to say Mine sturdy and durable at the same time. Gray. Oh, the teak. I love the gray teak. It's taken a while. But it's taken, like, two years, and mine are gray now, too. And they look Oh, yeah. Suzanne, do you like to keep your teak? As teak, or do you like it to go gray? We like it to go gray. In fact, too. whenever I've been, I've asked every time we've done any of our collections, <laughs> if I can, I can start out gray. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to, you know, we continue to try to really, the gray washed has been, a, you know, something mm-hmm. that all of us have been in the mood for. People are loving some of the finishes that are mixing mm-hmm. in with some of the, I mean, definitely the dark and the iron is certainly going to be the most, very, always the go-to. The most, too. Yeah, right. But it is interesting how... Um, these other finishes are really resonating. Why do you think that people just their go-to default is to match all their outdoor furniture? They don't do it inside, but they do it outside. Why do you think that is? Well, I think because um, you're it, it, again right now, outdoor furniture and outdoor living is becoming a bigger design part of. Certainly, in our world, we're seeing like a huge focus on it. And it used to be you just kind of wanted to look outside and have everything kind of be the same but what we try to do when we do design is we say well can we mix in the garden stools we don't have we don't want everything matching right Mm -hmm. and i know even with when we've been working on our collections we're trying to like say you could do the dark wicker sectional and then over on the your table and chairs they could be the dark iron Mm -hmm. and so that maybe the the finishes are compatible but you could do the fabrics compatible or, or matching, but some of the textures you can kind of start mixing depending on the location in the lawn or yard that they're in. But I think traditionally that, um, you know, people kind of used to do, do outdoors as an afterthought. Mm-hmm. And so they, and they would all, the set. well, and then the, the one thing that still happens is it's about April and they're thinking they want outdoor furniture. And right. So then and sold out. <laughs> yes. And we always tell our clients, um, it's January. We need to be thinking about outdoor furniture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially in the yeah. south. It was 70 degrees yes. here today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm wearing a sweater. I'm, like, I know. dying. I know. I actually I'm going to sleeveless yes. top. It was part of my outfit. <laughs> <laughs> well, insight from the other side of it for customers is that um, when we're, you know, making outdoor furniture, we're at certain factories and vendors that make it, and they do such a great job, but... So they obviously have a push this time of year to make more, but then, you know, you can't, they don't get the same orders all year long. So it is hard. So you should yeah, order early. Once it's sold out, yeah. it's going to be hard well, we to We did get that with our, our director mm-hmm. chairs. I think we're surprised, you know. Um, that they're a year-round hit. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was it was seasonal because that's what the way the, you know, the business world is running. And mm-hmm. we, um, we've, they ran out of them very quickly. <laughs> and then, you know, it was like, a long time before they were back in production because mm-hmm. of the cycle of manufacturing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. kind of a it's it's the challenge today of um, all of us for not only yeah. design yeah. and 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 the company, but 
we're all trying very hard it to can be frustrating. keep everyone happy. Yeah. More than once, Susan, Suzanne has called me or emailed me, yes. where's my chair? I want my chairs. Why aren't, yes. they, on, aren't they on the website? I need my chairs. <laughs> well, I went to the Southern Living Idea House, you're the one you did, and they were in two places on the patio and in the dining room. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to buy my house. You're getting I'm going to get some of those. So, yeah. 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 But I love the way you use them. They looked so like they worked beautifully with all the antiques in the dining room. And then on the patio, they, yeah, it's yeah. just like what you're saying. You had the concrete yep. table and direct wire. It all mixes together. Yeah. And I think if it's we, really as designers, and I think that's what you're looking for with your design um, influences that you're bringing in, you know, how uh, designers are have usually a lot of confidence in mixing things and showing mm-hmm. clients how to mix things. You're the experts. Yeah. Well, I mean, we kind of like that personality of kind of, it, that's what we create style. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of the fun part that is, you know, we are, designers are appreciating that their product partners are kind of looking to them to maybe do some things outside the box mm-hmm. so that, you know, it kind of inspires people. Right. What right. is like your color that you're loving now and seeing like as the future it color like you did blush <laughs> well um right now has been white even though white is always a kind of an anchor signature color for me mm-hmm. um both showrooms i did this year kipps bay we lacquered the walls in a pharaoh and ball white um pointing and ceilings walls trim and everything is and, that your favorite white paint um well one thing about the pharaoh and ball paint that was interesting when you use their high gloss, it can almost look like a lacquer without it being, you know, the eight coats of lacquer. Now, mm-hmm. in the show house, mm-hmm. we did the fine paints of Europe. But again, I had never painted the walls of a dining room white. Mm-hmm. And the trim, I did a lacquer, a real lacquer there. But I did the ceiling in this beautiful blue. It was architecturally kind of Mm-hmm. Um, a, a way to look at the room differently. So it was interesting to me that both rooms I did all white, mm-hmm. and I really have never thought about doing a dining room white um, before that. And they really were, I just loved how they turned out. And so then we did the white um, outdoor furniture. So um, there's just a lot right now for me. I mean, I love color, Using use it very strategically. I've always loved color. And as I... I'm, you know, introducing also in um, this year's collection. I we had done a couple of projects in Nantucket. I go there in the summer, so that nautical. Mm-hmm. I love that whole nautical thing. We're kind of bringing that for the summer look to Ballard, and that is very strong color, navy and red mm-hmm. and white and yellow. But white is still kind of. Um, at least for me right now. And I think for the other thing that White's doing for a lot of our clients in um, design, if you paint your rooms more white, it gives a more modern feel. And people are wanting a more edited look. Mm-hmm. That sort people of are kind of wanting more minimal. Mm-hmm. They're wanting this kind of, um, without it being really what they would think of contemporary, then their things and their art start looking a little bit cleaner. Right. So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of a great design idea if you want to kind of have a kind of a new look so that's really it's not that white i don't know that white's really a color but (laughs) (laughs) there are only like so many colors of white and we're always looking for that favorite one well you'll have to give us some uh, some of your favorite paint colors and we can put them on the podcast for the white Mm -hmm. um because people are all like our number one question that we get asked on our Mm -hmm. 
blog is what is that paint color? What is that paint yeah. color? So if you've got some favorite whites, we yeah. should list them and put some. Well, I do links. think that um, well the the one you know the Ferron Ball Pointing is a beautiful white. The Benjamin Moore does have an amazing group of whites. Mm-hmm. Um, they have that new Simply White. They have the Decorators White, which we're kind of been even doing a little. Uh, white Dove has been my favorite, but Me it's too. um. So those three have been really big ones that I've liked mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> we did a, a post on the blog called The Case for White Walls, I think, mm-hmm. with Suzanne. And so. <laughs> get right. Was that can, recently? Last summer, I think. Maybe. Oh, okay. Well, because I you've been doing exactly. white with us from the beginning. Right. And, and I've noticed over time, um, you, the rooms you do with us tend to either be like very, very, very light and mm-hmm. simple or mostly white or pastels or bold, like you're mm-hmm. saying. Kelly yeah. Green, I remember one of your first bedrooms was. Yeah. It was a bright Kelly Green with twin beds. And I was so surprised because I, I was expecting everything to be super white and pastel with you. And then you're like, no, I want something bright, something green. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so it was you know, sort of both ends of that spectrum, which I think mm-hmm. is refreshing. Yeah, I'm, I'm known for color, and I, but it's just strategically how I use color. And mm-hmm. Um, I always tell people that you can just keep use a very edited amount of color, and for me, that's kind of how I like to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, definitely, I've always I always have worked from white and light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One thing you talk a lot about um, because every before you launch every new collection, we usually do an interview with you talking about it, and in so many of them, your architectural envelope comes up. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that. What is that? Well, I just what I think about design is I it's always, I always say it's all about architecture to me, and my background is interior architecture um, from the Cincinnati University of Cincinnati. And if you can get the architecture right in a space, then it's less decorating. And so, I talk about um, a lot of times I will take a room and the trim and the ceilings and the walls, and I will paint it all one color. And I will even use the same finish, you know, even if it's a semi-gloss on the trim. Because if you change the finishes on a paint, it does change the color Mm -hmm. slightly. And um, so then I'll have to, I'll talk to my clients that we're going to do kind of an architectural envelope. And then that's kind of the first layer. And then things start, you start layering on top of that. And so I think of that every time I'm working on design. And even when I'm doing our um, rooms for showing our product, I really look at it more architecturally. Because mm-hmm. if we can get the right viewpoint, the, even the right, if we can get a detail in a room. So a lot of times when we're working with the team, we'll, we'll have some concept in mind or some inspiration pictures, and then they will go out and look for <clears throat> a house that kind of has that feel. Mm-hmm. Um, different times we've had done shoots, and you know, I was looking back on some of our um, fabulous shoots, you know, we'll say we want a log cabin, we want a mm-hmm. windows with iron, we want a... Parisian apartment. Um, mm-hmm. Department. Mm-hmm. I mean, we kind of will have ideas and then the team will go out finding it. And it really, um, I think that is a stronger way. And one thing that Ballard does that I think is, has been a, a different success too, they're not, they're doing their photo shoots in an architectural space. And not in a studio. And right. not in a studio. And mm-hmm. I do think that that has given it a dimension. Mm-hmm. When you look back, um, again, over the photo shoots or the catalogs, it's kind of does does make a big difference. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the outdoor shoots. We've yeah. done a number of outdoor shoots even at my own house. 
I love that. And it's mm-hmm. kind yeah. of been, um, but we also have done them at other outdoor spaces because Atlanta is amazing in terms of what it offers in mm-hmm. terms of architecture and, and design and indoor and outdoor spaces. True. Yeah. True. It's amazing what you can find. Like, I'm always so surprised by the locations where, I mean, you can get like a, something mm-hmm. that almost looks like a, you know, mountain house or there's so, like you said, there's mm-hmm. so much variety in terms of the, I don't know, I guess, look that you can get. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. True. So it's very, very, it's a very varied town. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. lots of traditional, traditional homes like yours, your Georgian style, beautiful mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. Bungalows like mine, modern. We're all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. It makes yeah. it, it makes it, because that continues to, um, it's amazing. And then it's amazing how the different pieces look in the different architectural spaces. True. Should we answer some of our decorating dilemmas that we have from our yeah our it. listeners? I want to say readers, but they're listeners. So people send in their questions. They email them to us. If you would like to send in a question, you can shoot us an email at podcast at ballarddesigns.net. And we'll answer it on an upcoming episode. And I've got to say, I love getting these in my inbox because they come directly to our inboxes and it always excites me. I know. It's really it's like, fun. like, oh, I have a question. Help me. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. So we're just going to read them. Taryn, do you want to read it? Sure. And then we're, we're going to. And then we'll just keep talking. We need yeah. your expert advice, Suzanne, yes. to help us. Yes. Give us your out. best advice. <laughs> okay. We got one from Gloria. Yes. <clears throat> and she asked, what are your tips for small spaces? My husband and I live in 400 square feet with teeny everything. Most of our stuff is very functional, but I want to start adding more decor without adding more clutter. Would love to hear your thoughts. Gloria. I say all white. (laughs) (laughs) What do you say, Suzanne? I always say when you have some spaces that are smaller and um, to get things that are bigger. Mm -hmm. So um, if you can kind of scale up a few pieces... It actually will make the tiny space not feel so feel more cluttered. generous, maybe. Yeah. So, like an oversized sofa, like an oversized sofa, maybe really an oversized piece, of art, piece of art, or and certainly an oversized mirror because mm-hmm. that's going to that open will up help. The space. Yeah. And if you can hang the mirror kind of off, um, if if you have a wall that's across from a window, it really does a lot for reflecting and mm-hmm. making that room look larger. But that is, um, and then you know, taking the your window coverings all the way to the ceiling, letting them go to the floor. Um, So some of the times I would say just get maybe a few pieces that are bigger than you might think, and that will make that tiny space Mm -hmm. not feel so tiny. What do you think about the color palette in there? Do you feel like she should... Because I've read both things, right? That, oh, if it's small, embrace a small and paint it dark. Or should she go like white and bright and keep it monochromatic so it's not so cluttered to the eye? What do you yeah. think? I don't think that will make a difference okay. as much. I think you can really... is not much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think key. that, you know, it like depends again on... Again, I always, again, say, you know, a sense of place. Is it a house on the beach? If it's, Is it a house in the mountains? Is it mm-hmm. in the city? Um, because you can, um, you know, a lot of people will take a space like the room we're in and paint it very dark, and it's very successful. I think it's more on the scale of the pieces you put in, mm-hmm. and I think the color palette, as much as I do love white, I don't think that works for everything. Right. Mm-hmm. I also think, Gloria, be tidy. 
When you're in a small space like that, every single thing needs to have its place. Mm-hmm. You know, all the pens, know yeah. where they go. Know where your tape lives. Know where all your stuff lives and put it away. Because mm-hmm. one little thing out in a space like that is going to make it feel yeah. cluttered and messy. You know, you I was going to put say, it away. You should become an art collector because <laughs> art doesn't take it. Well, art doesn't, doesn't take up any space. That's true. And if you, you know, sort of have all of your functional pieces nailed down, you can like invest and have more fun with your art because you're sort of covered in the other spots. You know what I mean? Like, yep. like Suzanne was saying with collecting, like when you go on a trip or when you go, you know, on your anniversary to wherever. Right, memories. Yeah, mm-hmm. like collect postcards or whatever and frame them or put them on a bulletin board or something. My and whole that bathroom. Way let me talk about this for a second. Because I, you know, I, as we talked about before, I don't like anything really too emotional in my home. I don't have family photos in my home. They're all in the basement or whatever. I don't have, uh, it's not emotional. What do you call that? Sentimental. sentimental. Mm-hmm. I'm not super sentimental. Yeah. Um, but I like things in my home to make me feel good and remind me of things. But things that are very sentimental to me, I have in my bathroom. This is sort of creepy. <laughs> but so in my, the bathroom I share with my husband, I have, you know, um, uh, a plate that's from our wedding weekend that my fr- okay don't tell anyone but my friend stole it from the restaurant and then he had it framed <laughs> for me and gave it to me as an anniversary gift that's awesome um and then i have um you know like photos that some little things we bought one on an anniversary trip and and photos from his college and you know things that are very <clears throat> sentimental to me and mean a lot to me but in the design part of my home yeah. like people don't want to see a florida plate framed in the middle of my dining room. It doesn't mean anything to them. But to me, I love going in there and seeing. uh, There's a a piece of graffiti that I took a picture of when I was in Italy that has our initials in a heart. And it was some graffiti on the side of the wall. So I took a picture and blew it up in a poster and I put it in there. So cute. Yeah, but yeah. like you said, it's all the emotion that's involved. So, But I keep all of my emotion tamped way, way down and in the bathroom. All right, who's next? Okay, our next one is from Carrie. <clears throat> um, she writes, Hi, love your podcast and so appreciate all your good advice and fun personalities. I am nearing... She's talking about me. Yes, just Karen. Just me. She, <laughs> she just forgot to put your name in there. Sorry. <laughs> um, I am nearing completion of a home edition whereby I'm adding a guest bedroom and guest bathroom. My house is a farmhouse style with a modern flair. The ceilings are vaulted with shiplap and hanging beaded chandelier. Here's my question. I have a blank canvas wall with no windows or any furniture against it. How do I create a fabulous art wall and what should I budget? Thank you. That's a great conundrum, I think. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you love art, Suzanne. Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, You're I guess the, the budget here. really depends, yeah. Yeah. too. Yeah. Well, I think um, in order you know, to create what we call a fabulous art wall, um, you do need to start with a few pieces. And so I encourage people, again, to collect. And, you know, there's always, especially, um, again, wherever you live, art galleries or local places that local artists, you can buy things that are not that expensive. And I do like an art wall that things are not all frame matching. Mm-hmm. I think you just frame them however you think they look best framed. And then I do encourage people to maybe get even a few random mirrors to mix in. And then what we do when we have a random, what we call a random art wall, we have we start with at least five pieces. And what I have found most successful is we just um, start hanging them without a. As we might lay it out on the floor, 
kind of especially maybe you're centering it around a piece of furniture to start with, but you might want to have it where it can continue to unfold and evolve. And so, so, yeah, so you don't really have a real, um, it's not really a real planned way of how you hang it. So that then if you do, you know, next weekend you go to the art fair that's happening in your area and you buy two pieces, you can kind of just fit them in. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of the most successful way I have seen an art wall. And a lot of times for our clients, we will help them start that wall. Mm -hmm. And And I think five pieces... It can be art or objects can can do it. I love the mix because mm-hmm. I have a kind of a little gallery wall in my bedroom and it's got some, I think it has three round things in it and it's accidentally three, I think, and a couple brackets right. and then art. But it, it really kind of balances it out so you don't have a bunch of rectangles on your wall and a couple of the round things are um, sunburst mm-hmm. mirrors or things mm-hmm. like that and then one's... I had three sunburst mirrors, and I think I found a piece of round art that was sounds gross, but it's it's fun and cool. Um, and I replaced it, so you can even once you get it up yeah. there, you can replace things. Yeah. As you you know, say you're starting on a budget and you're framing posters or yeah. something, you know. And then as you find things that you love that are nicer or mm-hmm. you know hand done or from um, you know originals from artists, you can replace and change things out. And I think that's kind of the mm-hmm. nice thing too. It keep it yeah. organic. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things I always share, um, and which is in my book that my second book um, which what's the name timeless style mm-hmm. from Rizzoli. Um I have, I have it right here in front of me <laughs> <laughs> but one of my favorite stories was um going with my friend to the paris um and going to the fashion shows for the first time and i told my friend if she took me to the fashion shows because she had um some people she knew in the fashion world and if then if i that i take her to the flea market and when we went to the fashion shows, they um, give you these invitations with the beautiful signature of your name on it. Everywhere we went, you know, we went to Chanel and Chloe and Aliyah and I'm so jealous. Um, it was just like, Ugh. and we went to like, Kinda you know, you it right was now. like an amazing. <laughs> well, what I did is I, you know, took every piece of you know my invitations, Galliano at the time. I mean, it was like amazing. And brought them all home and had them all framed. Mm. And that is like my favorite collection that I have. And I tell people, you know, you can frame a menu. You can frame. uh, Like um, I even then framed, um, we went to uh, um, meet Aliyah at the time at his studio. And I really didn't get, he didn't, I I think everyone had taken the whatever invitations. He's like so unique. But I got, we got a picture of him and I had a ribbon and I, I bought something, li- the littlest thing I could buy, and <laughs> got the, his, the wrapping paper, and I framed that in the, in the frame in the part of the collection. So I think that those kind of um, things kind of can be a great mm-hmm. start to any, I'm I so think, wall collection. I'm so story. Yeah, it is really, it's funny. It's I, it does story. hang in my closet, and there's a picture of it in my book. It is really funny that I look at it every day. It's one of my favorite memories. Can and we and put a the favorite collection. Up? Do you care if we put the picture Oh, that'd be great. The- it's a great picture. We'll get that. Yeah. Yeah. Put it up. It's a really, but it's a funny. It's funny that um, people do like that story because they, you go places and you're thinking, I wish I just had saved that one little mm-hmm. memory. And yeah. it is something that um, I don't think of art always having to be so precious, precious. important. Yeah. yeah, I think exactly. you can have that too, but I like it to be mm-hmm. a combination. Yeah, and like I was saying earlier in my triumph. 
Because I feel like a lot of times what makes art expensive is the framing because it can get super right. expensive, right? right? To get right. something. I have something here that was, this is my great-grandparents' right. wedding wow. certificate really? that I had framed, and I didn't trust myself to do it. So I yeah, had it framed, but it was hundreds yeah. yes. hundreds yes. of dollars. I mean, it makes you want to like, yeah. So when you think about getting anything framed, you, yeah. you know, kind of stops you in your tracks because right. that's something you have to budget for. But you can do it yourself, people. You can do it yourself. Yeah. You can, and, and there's one of the a, first yeah. things I learned in art school was art. You're going to have to frame yeah. your own art because yeah. it's expensive, and learning how to cut a mat. Right. You don't have to right. cut a mat. You can buy a mat, but or you can just put it on paper. Just it's not hard. Yeah. Right. One thing that we do a lot because Will draws, we always have like a ton of stuff we get framed. Is we'll go like to Sam Flax, but if it's an unusual size, they'll cut you a custom mat, and it's just the cost of the mat. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you can just get any size frame, whatever the closest standard size is to and then they'll cut your you piece, a mat and for they'll your cut art. you a custom mat for your thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of yeah. a way to do both. You get well, there's so many options today cheaper. on, you know, like mm, you said, true. Um, frames. And again, it's that you can buy that are pretty amazing quality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the World Wide Web. Yes. We can find everything on the World Wide Web <laughs> these days. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is that it? I feel like we've solved all the problems of the world. All right, so that's, that's it. it. Suzanne. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Thank you so <laughs> much really for good. coming by. And that's our show. It was a good one, Caroline. Thank, I think so, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Suzanne. She's amazing. She is amazing. She's one of the best. It's yeah. so wonderful to work with her. It really yeah. is an honor. I always feel I'm in the presence of greatness. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Thank you so much for listening. You can find all the show notes for this episode on our blog at howtodecorate.com slash podcast. Uh, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast. You can do that in iTunes or wherever you're listening to podcasts. And of course, please leave us a review. We love reading them. We love them. We and we love your dilemmas. And, yes, we love your dilemmas. Mm-hmm. Yes. So send your questions if you'd like us to answer a question or one of our fabulous interior designers or guests, if you mm-hmm. would like them to answer your question, you can send it to podcast at ballardscience.net. And if you have any ideas for topics or guests you'd like for us to stalk and get on the show, send yes, them our way. We'll, we'll track them down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. And we'll see you in two weeks. <gasps> Happy, Happy decorating! decorating!